and 2005 UTC right after the internet. Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the May 4th edition of the sunny side of sports. Let's kick off with a sunny side of sports salute to Liverpool Football Club. The Reds of Liverpool reached their third UEFA Champions League final in five seasons on Tuesday. The Reds rallied in the second half to defeat host Villarreal in Spain 3-2 and advance on a 5-2 aggregate. Now, goals by Senegalese striker Boulaye Dia and Frenchman Francis Coquelin put Villarreal in front 2-0 by the 41st minute. But Liverpool came back on goals by the Brazilian Fabinho, Colombian substitute Luis Diaz, and Senegalese star Sadio Mane. Liverpool's Jurgen Klopp is now looking forward to his fourth Champions League final as coach. Outstanding, massive. Feels like it's the first, to be honest, um, because it's always so special. It's, for me, the best club competition in the world. Love it, love the, the, the sound, everything. Love the night. To the, what, respect to Villarreal. Um, this really wonderful stadium. What the people doing here is, is absolutely incredible. What Una is doing incredible. The players, how they put us under pressure. Everything is great. So it feels so special because it was so difficult for us. Um, but um, in the end, we deserved it as well, and that's that's really cool. And um, it was massive, massive from the boys. Tuesday's victory in Spain also keeps alive Liverpool's hopes of a quadruple, winning all four major trophies in one season. Liverpool will now play on May 28th in the UEFA Champions League final at the Stade de France near Paris against either English Premier League rival Manchester City or 13-time European champion Real Madrid. Uh, it's really difficult to, to reach three finals. That's probably the reason why nobody did it so far. Um, but we made that happen. And when the final, the specific finals are um, um, show up in our schedule, we will make sure that we are ready for it. But we play incredibly strong teams in these finals, so um, we will see. We give it a go, definitely. VOA's Gwen Uten joins us now with a preview of Wednesday evening's Real Madrid versus Man City match. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. Just one match separates Manchester City from reaching their second straight Champions League final. Man City traveled to Spain for the return leg of the semifinals with a one-goal advantage following their 4-3 first-leg victory over Real Madrid. And ahead of Wednesday's match, Manager Pep Guardiola said there's no guarantee their upcoming opponents will show up as the same team from one week ago. There's no guarantee that the same guys are going to play the same way. 
So I don't know when it's going to happen tomorrow. We're going to the selection, of course, to to try to win the game, the best eleven as possible, and that's all. So there, there are moments that you trade really bad the day before the game, really, really bad, and they after make an exceptional performance. And the day before the game, you play training incredible well. The guys in the play, you play not good. So it's not. We we saw the game, the good things, and the other things we have to improve, and and we are going to try to do. It. Man City center back John Stones will be sidelined for Wednesday's match due to an injury. However, right back Kyle Walker is in contention to face Real on the pitch. He would join midfielder Kevin De Bruyne, who scored the opening goal against Real last week. And ahead of their return match, De Bruyne said winning the Champions League title would take his team to another level. I think... um... It would change the perspective from outside. I don't think, um, obviously, as a player, you you want to win the trophies and you want to win this one. But I think the the fact that we've been fighting for it numerous years and being to the the latter stages means that we've been doing really well. Obviously, it's a cup competition and the, the quality is very high, so it's very very difficult to win it. And there's different circumstances that that happen, but. You know, I think in the end, if you look back at the way we, we performed or I performed with the team for seven years, we did really well. But obviously we, we didn't win it. And I think win it would just change that little narrative. Man City are hoping to shake off their loss to Chelsea in last year's Champions League final and clinch the title for the first time. Meanwhile, upcoming opponents Real Madrid are the most successful team in European Cup history, having lifted the Champions League trophy a record 13 times. And the team are currently on a high following their 4-0 La Liga victory over Espanyol. That win gave Real Madrid their second title in three years for a record-extending 35 La Liga championships. Real coach Carlo Ancelotti has become the first manager to win each of Europe's top five leagues. And ahead of hosting Wednesday's Champions League match, Ancelotti said early celebrations of this year's La Liga title could help his team overturn their one-goal deficit against Man. Manchester City. And Salati says Man City have the advantage, so we have to do our best. I think two things, that it is very difficult to qualify, but that we have an incredible opportunity to play yet another Champions League final. After having won La Liga, our morale is high and we can do it. Ahead of the return leg match, veteran midfielder Luka Modric echoed the upbeat attitude of his coach and express confidence that Real will advance to the Champions League final. The 36-year-old says, we're confident we can overturn the tie because we know that in the first leg we didn't play our best, but we managed to score three goals. On Wednesday, we have to play better, and I'm sure we will. We'll see if it's enough to reach the final. We're closing in on the Champions League final match set to take place on May 28th at the Stade de France near Paris. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen.
That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. Hello, listeners. My name is Sheila Omurebuyungo, uh, KCCA Volleyball Club head coach and national team uh, head coach for the Uganda Volleyball Cranes men. Listen to Sony Side of Sports on Voice of America. Coach Sheila has broken some big gender barriers in African men's volleyball. In this encore sunny side of sports feature presentation, Magume Davis Raka Winge tells us more from Kampala, Uganda. Uganda national volleyball team, the Cranes coach, Shira Omoriwa Buyungo stands at the center of both Kampala City Council Authority Volleyball Training Ground for both males and female teams. She may have a soft mothery voice, but instructions sink so deep in the minds of players, males and females. One of the players here is Varun Anyu, a receiver attacker. Varun says she has developed so much since she started training under Coach Sheila Buyungo. You have to learn very many positions. You don't have to be specific in one position. So I've learned to receive, to attack, to move. Very many things I've learned from her. She's more than a coach. She's a mother. She's a sister. She's a friend. She's a person you can lean on in time of need. Even in times of problems, she's a person you can run to and she'll be there for you. For her, every game you play, you have to analyze how has the other team beaten you? How have you beaten? What are the things that has made you beat the other team? You have to come back and analyze all those things that you prepare for the next game. And every training session, you have to prepare better for the next opening. You go hard for the next game. Sheila Buyungo made history in Ugandan sports last year after she was appointed the first female to manage the Ugandan national volleyball men team, the Cranes. And her first task was to guide the volleyball cranes at Africa Volleyball Championships in Kigali, Rwanda, where Uganda was to play Africa Volleyball greats like Tunisia, Egypt and Cameroon. National team call was, 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 was during COVID. So imagine volleyball was out for two years. And then the federation says, ah, they've opened up, we're going to play. Now you're, 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 you're planning to play a qualifier of people who have been, against people who have been training, people who have actually played in, uh, in the Olympics. So for them, they've been in season. So that's what came to my mind when the technical director, Tony Lakonyi, called me and told me, um, decided to, you're going to coach the men's team. I was being informed. The way he asked me, I was being informed. I was not being asked. She did not disappoint as she helped Uganda clinched the fifth position after beating host Rwanda in a highly contested match. But how did it start? Sheila used to volunteer to coach females playing amateur volleyball upon her return from the U.S. where she had also engaged in volleyball activities as a player and as a coach. It is then that males at local club, Kampara Amateur Volleyball Club, KVC, invited her to help them hone their skills. I thought it was one of those things, again, where it's our joke. Um... So they told me, but we're serious, you come and coach us. So I told them, okay, I can do that only if you follow my rules. They're like, rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at that point when I said it, I guess also me, I didn't really think, you know, it was going to be like, hey, come and coach us, like seriously. 
So I accepted. And the first thing I did, of course, was share my rules. I actually went back home and sat down and drew up the rules. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I saw that folder recently in my drive and I laughed. Wow. So I drew up what I call the Sheila rules. <laughs> wow. Basic things. These include time management, respect and commitment. One of the male players here, Onisma Sumuza, says he's enjoying playing under Sheila Buyungo's instructions. We face our challenges as players, yeah, but mothers. You say mothers, they are the soft creatures, I would say, on this planet. Men coaches, they are somehow tough, you know. But she's like, no, calm down. Eh? I'm not that tough. I'm not the tough coach you would see. I've enjoyed being around her as a mom. You know, even if you go in homes, dads are the most feared people. So if I would say to men who are coaches, you would be considered to see that. KCCA volleyball assistant coach Alex Mugoda says he too is learning from Sheila's time at the club. There are some things I like from her and the, the principles. She's this woman who is principled. If she says something, it means that. If she says I want this, that's what she wants. And the other thing I want with her is time management. Myself, I've been a coach for some good time. I've trained teams, I've coached teams. But time management somewhere, somewhere defeats me. But for the time I'm working with her, again, I'm learning more to be a time manager than her because of that thing that she puts in me. Shira says it's not an easy task coaching males as a woman. But she says she sets guiding principles for herself and the players. No, it's okay. Watch, watch the ball. She tells players, both males and females, practice just like they are playing in the finale in the next game. One of the players here, Unus Amron, the KCCA and national team captain, says that's a routine she has gotten used to both at her club and the national team. Yeah! Uh, she's helped me see sport not just as a fun thing to do, yeah, but uh, as, uh, as something that can mold you into a responsible citizen. She's helped me realize you can actually grow while playing volleyball, yeah. It has taught me how to be responsible for my actions, yeah, because with Coach Sheila, you have to take responsibility for each and every action you do, whether it is on the court or off the court. Just like the rest of her teammates, Eunice calls Sheila a friend, a mother, and a mentor, someone that has nurtured her become a better person. Sheila rose to prominence last year when she was appointed to head the Uganda national men volleyball team, the Cranes, becoming the first ever woman to manage a national volleyball team on the African continent. Yet, she started the game at a later stage in her life. In fact, Sheila was summoned the national team, which had never featured for any club. So at that point in time, my dad wanted me to focus on school. I also didn't play for the university team, but I was always training. It's like I always wanted to make myself better. I wasn't fighting to be on the court playing. I was just trying to see how do I get better. I would watch people playing. I'm like, oh, I want to play like that person. Uh, and I was small, 
So I never, you know, set these goals of I want to spike and Norris worked on playing, working on my defense. I want to be a good defender. Eventually, she played for local club, Kampramacha Variable Club, KVC, and then for the University of Bridgeport in Connecticut, US, where she honed her skills both as a player and a coach. Ending up in coaching uh, was also unplanned, but I enjoyed it because um, in, the, in the US, they, they use a lot of statistics. They use a lot of numbers, a lot of analysis of what you're doing to give you feedback on, you know, how many passes you're making, you know, those numbers drive you to get better. They speak to you. So that's something when I was grad assistant coach, that's one of the things I was doing. I was tracking the players' numbers while on the bench and giving feedback. And I think that analytical side of the game is what now drew me to the coaching. Shira obtained further coaching training from the University of Leipzig in Germany. But she says it has not been an easy job coaching the opposite sex. Recently at the qualifier we just attended, because some of them were very surprised. I remember the first game they asked my captain, she's your coach? Like when I came to sign. And he stood and looked at them, yes. So it was that shock of, oh, because I was the only woman at the championship. That shock of, oh, and you know, just the players know what I can do. Technically, they know what I bring for them. So for them, it's not an issue. Normally, it's when you first go somewhere and people are seeing you and they're wondering, like, what is she doing here? But then you get over that. Defender Onesmas Muhumuza says, male players here have mutual respect for Coach Sheila. Any player who has been trying to hold back, she has been there, you know. She comes to you, she talks to you, feel free. She's like, feel free with me. Eh? I'm a lady, I know I'm a lady, but feel free. Eh? Talk to me, I will handle. If there are many issues, she'll be like, talk to the coach who's a man. So, But we have worked with it, we have dealt with it, and it is moving on very well. Yeah, we don't see her as a lady, no, we see her as a coach. She reaches you personally. If it includes calling you, texting you, she will do it just to make you improve. Yeah. Edward Buenje is the assistant coach for KCCA. For him, Coach Sheila is very principled, very determined, committed, and uh, she's a person who would want somebody to achieve, somebody who is ready to achieve. She's there to support. Shira advises other women in sports, players, coaches, and administrators always have confidence just empower yourself the opportunity will come and you'll show what you can do and i know my people it's not about you know i'm a woman you're a man so it's me against you no just do what you can do to the best of your ability and the rest will just fall in place coach Sheila buyungo says she's grateful for a supporting family she has she says she believes uganda has very talented volleyball players to compete at a global stage for the sunny side of sports, I am Mugume, Davis Rwakarinji in Kampala, Uganda. Big coach, this side, big coach, this side. Twitch, twitch, twitch. The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games. 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt, and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7, FMs, and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, 
delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. Basketball Africa League 2022 resumes May 21st when the BAL playoffs tip off at the Kigali Arena in Rwanda. Eight teams advance to the playoffs. They are Petro de Luanda of Angola, A.S. Saleh of Morocco, Rwanda Energy Group, which will enjoy home court advantage in Kigali, FAP of Cameroon, 2021 finalist U.S. Monastir of Tunisia, the Cape Town Tigers from South Africa, Slack of Guinea, and Zamalek of Egypt, the defending Basketball Africa League champion. Let's take a look at the quarterfinal matchups. On Saturday, May 21st, Petro de Luanda will play A.S. Saleh, and Rwanda Energy Group will host FAP. On Sunday, May 22nd, U.S. Monastir will take on Cape Town, and Zamalek will play Slack. The winners will advance to the semifinals on May 25th, and the final is scheduled for May 28th in Kigali. The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. In NBA playoff action Tuesday night, the Boston Celtics and the Memphis Grizzlies both posted victories at home to even their best-of-seven second-round series at one game each. The Celtics trounced the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks by 23 points as we hear now from the AP's Gethin Coolbaugh. Jalen Brown and the Celtics bounce back with a big 109-86 win over the Bucks to even their East semifinal series at one game apiece. Brown scored 17 of his game-high 30 points in the opening period, eclipsing his 12-point output in Game 1 with a career-best for points in a single postseason quarter. Just being aggressive, um, playing you know, our game and stuff like that, I think. I can't let we can't let one game, you know, kind of dictate how this series is going to go. Jason Tatum added 29 points for the Celtics, who never trailed and led by as many as 26. Giannis Adetokounmpo had 28 points on 11 of 27 shooting for the Bucks, who host Game Three Saturday. Just keep making plays. Um, you know, this is what basketball is about. You know, you go make shots, you go miss shots. Being humans about feeling emotions. Sometimes you're going to be frustrated. Sometimes you're going to be happy. But at the end of the day, like you play basketball to make the right plays, make good decisions, find your teammates, make plays. That's why you that's why you play basketball. Gethin Coolbaugh, Boston. Thanks, Gethin. In Memphis, Tennessee, the Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Golden State Warriors 106 to 101, with guard John ja Morant having a big game for the Grizzlies. The AP's Denny Cap reports. John Morant scores 18 of his playoff career high 47 points in the fourth quarter to help the Grizzlies knock off the Warriors 106 to 101. Memphis closed the game on a 15 to 6 run to even the series and a game apiece. Morant carried the Grizzlies, who lost Dylan Brooks in the opening minutes of the game after he was assessed a flagrant two foul and was ejected. Pretty much taking what the defense was giving me. Um, obviously, you know Dylan is a key piece for us um, offensively and defensively. Uh, but we had, a, you know, a lot of guys that stepped up and played big time for us. So 
it's good to have a you know a deep team. Steph Curry had 27 to pace the Warriors, who lost Gary Payton II to an injury on that Brooks flagrant foul and didn't come back. They didn't take their first lead of the game until early in the fourth quarter. I'm Denny Cap. Thanks, Denny. In more NBA news, Miami Heat guard Tyler Hero has been named the league's sixth man of the year for his contributions in a reserve role. The 22-year-old hero is the first player to win the annual award as a member of the Heat. He averaged almost 21 points per game during the regular season, nearly four more than any other reserve player in the NBA. Hero received 96 first-place votes and 488 total points from 100 sports writers and broadcasters who cover the NBA and vote on the season-ending awards. Tyler Hero will be back on the court later Wednesday night in Miami, Florida, where the Heat host the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 2 of their second-round playoff series. Miami defeated Philadelphia in Game 1, 106-92, and sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero, scored a team-high 25 points in that contest. Hero, he was heroic in game one. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. Hi, my name is Julius Diego, former world javelin champion and Olympic silver medalist. And you are listening to the Sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. A Kenyan woman has built on her country's great heritage in the sport by co-founding a running shoe company. VOA's Carol Gunsberg tells us more. Navalaya Osembo is the CEO of Enda, a company that makes running footwear and apparel. She aims to build on Kenya's reputation as a global leader in distance running by producing shoes while creating jobs. When you consider just how successful we've been in the running space, but then also against a backdrop of poverty and high unemployment, why can't we as Kenya also create economic advantage in the running space, which we are very well known for? Osembo co-founded Enda with Weldon Kennedy, a social activist and running shoe nerd. They met in 2015 and began discussing how Kenyans could benefit from their running culture. Footwear is really the, the tool of the runner, is, is the running shoe. And so if we are going to make a big splash as Kenya, 
on the running scene, it had to be shoes, and also it's because it hadn't been done before, so we had to try to do it. Ender produces shoes for daily training, longer distance, and trail running. All are made in partnership with Emoja Rubber Products, a shoe manufacturing company based in the coastal town of Kalifi. Ender's high-performance shoes aren't cheap, with a suggested retail price starting at $120. 80% of Enda's customers are in the United States, 8% in Europe, and 12% in Kenya. One of those customers is Henry Wanyoaiki, a Kenyan Paralympic champion. The blind, long-distance runner has used Enda shoes for four years. They are shoes for training, like now what I'm wearing today, and also we have the shoe for competition. Enda is one of the, the what we can show to the world. This is something which has been made in Kenya. I feel good because I'm promoting Kenya. Run Repeat, a U.S.-based website that reviews running shoes, says running has increased in popularity over the last decade. Enda looks to expand beyond elite athletes into the recreational running space that is growing both in Kenya and across the world. Carol Gunsberg, VOA News. Hi, guys. I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny's Side of Sports on The Voice of America. And that wraps up the May 4th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. I get it. And that's the sunny side of sports.